Good evening, and welcome to the first episode slash introduction of Name Five Albums. My name is Abby, and I'm finally doing this podcast after wanting to for so damn long. To anybody actually listening, thank you so much. I love you already, and I really hope this doesn't disappoint you. Um, I guess I should start by talking a little bit about myself, which is great because I love doing that. Dear Abby, dear Abby, my feet are too long. My hair is falling out and my rats are all wrong. Uh, like I said, I'm Abby. I'm 20 years old. I'm a college student in Massachusetts, and I grew up in upstate New York, uh, so kind of an awkward Yankees-Red Sox split there. I've been an athlete for most of my life, and actually just most recently became a NARP, which so far has been fantastic. I mean, I've finally had time to sit down and do this. Um, other than that, I play guitar, ukulele, and drums, and I've always loved songwriting, but I'm a perfectionist, which means I have tons of songs in a notebook somewhere, but actually recording them feels like such a chore. Uh, what else? I study economics in Portuguese, and I was actually inspired in part to do this podcast from a class I took in the fall semester of 2018 on Portuguese music from around the world. But enough about me. Why am I here? Why are we doing this? This podcast initially started out as a half-baked idea, literally. I woke up in the middle of the night after getting very stoned, wrote down what I wanted to say about music, and fell back asleep. Miraculously, what I had written still mostly made sense the next day. But hey, I mean, that's how Mick Jagger came up with the riff for Satisfaction, so I guess anything is possible. I don't have a lot of experience with podcasts, except for a final project about Bossa Nova, but I do have a lot of experience with music in general. And I know that's a very bold and very dumb statement to make, because it's like, yeah, everyone does. But I'm 20, so my generation was growing up when music technology was developing faster than we could even keep up with it. I mean, we started with the very ending of cassettes, then CDs and the Walkman, then iTunes and the Shuffle, then the iPod Touch, the iPhone, uh, illegally downloading songs from LimeWire, not to mention YouTube. And now we have music streaming services like Apple Music, where we can hear songs over and over and over again, and a widget on Snapchat that can name a song just by listening. I'd say it's wild for me to imagine not being able to do that. My parents would laugh their asses off. Tell me another story about how when they were young, they wouldn't know the name of the song they kept catching on the radio, and they'd have to save up money to buy a record and have a record player in the first place, etc., etc. I can remember a time when I didn't know the name of the song playing on my device because there was no screen, but I can't fathom that. And I feel like this acceleration of technology is both good and bad. On one hand, people can listen to more music for less money, and that's a really awesome thing. But on the other hand, the music industry is basically at death's door. Rolling Stone put out this great article called Album Sales Are Dying As Fast As Streaming Services Are Rising in January, where Amy Wang talks about how in 2018, there was not one song that broke one million sales and downloads, even though two songs broke the two million mark in 2017. With the rise in popularity of both Spotify and Apple Music arguably propelled by their competition with each other, the amount of music streaming went up 35.4%, and digital song sales went down 28.8% in the US. Up till recently, even artists who weren't super popular could make good money off of records, CDs, cassettes, even legal online downloads through iTunes. But now with streaming websites, we all pay five bucks and listen to whatever we want, whenever we want. In an economic sense, musicians can't really make money the way they used to. And we know this because we sing about it. But screw talking about music in an economic sense. That's what this podcast is all about. Let me explain. Okay. 
I grew up on classic rock and roll CDs because my dad had bought hundreds of them during the time they were popular to replace all of his records and refused to do it all over again. We always had a car with a CD player, so I was pretty much forced to listen to his music till I was old enough to have my own iPod. He'd keep a Beatles or like a Simon and Garfunkel CD playing in the car for about a month, so I knew all the classics by heart before I turned 10, and kind of before I knew they were classics. My parents are pretty different ages too, so while my dad made me listen to the 50s and 60s music, my mom introduced me to stuff from the 70s and on, like Billy Joel and Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles and America. And both of them came of age when music wasn't just music anymore. It was becoming more like a statement. Rock and roll was the beginning of an entirely new generation of music, one that would lead to so many different genres we hear today. It was a new sound that was a call to justice, an off-key guitar twang that refused to conform with the rest of the Elvises. It was a fuse lit by Chuck Berry's guitar that started an entirely new way of approaching music as a whole. It was the noise of the older generation losing control, the younger generation trying to find peace in a post-atomic bomb world that offered little other options but compliance and hatred. A protest voice that rang out against discrimination and inequality, like bullets over a college campus in Ohio. And I, being a young people, still believe that light is burning, even if the music industry will never be the same. Maybe that's okay. Maybe if we start seeing music as less of something to buy and own and keep from others, and more as a celebration of the means of creativity and the impressive spectrum of human thought and emotion, then we can start to understand why we love our own music taste so much, and stop ourselves from feeling guilty about the silly music we like and judging the music taste of others. I think that no matter who you are or what you believe, as you listen back on the music you liked growing up, you'll find you really feel it more. And somehow the lyrics and the music are always relevant and right there when you need them. Something inside me tells me this might always be true, but it's also gonna be really easy to forget. Music as a whole can't ever be about one thing or event or one idea or concept. It's a conglomerate of celebration and rant about our society and our emotions and our culture. Its themes are meant to be recurring and interpreted differently. That's what creates so many genres. That's what makes it music, and that's what makes it shareable. The notion that one person can or should determine or own the meaning of a song for someone else is kind of dangerous, because it doesn't exactly kill imagination or creativity, but it dilutes it to a marginalized viewpoint. It can scare you and it can limit you. Music's about openness and acceptance. It's important because it's quite literally a reflection of the zeitgeist. We've always sang about what we're passionate about in the moment. Humans are limited by our physical surroundings, yet our minds are faced with endless imagination, so we create these fantasies, these escapes from reality in melody and harmony that reflect how we feel about what we're facing in our own lives and bring us together. In other words, there's just something about Dynamite by Tao Cruz that never fails to bring a group of Gen Z kids together. Basically, humans have always wanted to make noise, we know this. The more you look at history and cultural and musical contexts of history, the more you'll see patterns in politics, rebellion, the idea of youth and the idea of love. There's so many other huge themes have always been what we write about, because it's what we feel, and we know that what we feel might be something others do too. So why then are we so averse to listening to country if we prefer rap, or vice versa? 
we're also quick to judge each other's music tastes, no matter what age we are. If you've ever heard, oh, you're too young to appreciate that band, or oh, you don't actually listen to them, you just wear that band shirt, you know, you're a fake fan, or if you've, you know, scoffed when you found out that your friend loved Nickelback, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As if owning a shirt or being a certain age disqualifies you from listening to Prince, and as if anybody on this earth has a better music taste than anybody else. I made this podcast because I want to eliminate the idea of guilty pleasure music, because I don't think it exists. And I'm going to make a pretty bold statement, which is there is no guilt in listening to any type of music because only good music exists. Because music is subjective to different people, experiences, and emotions. What connects us is how we react and interact with it. I truly believe that in the end, music exists because we created it, but it can't ever be ours to own. Once it's made, it's gone. Anyone can take it in. We all search for meaning because we're all human, and we're all going to come up with different interpretations of the same damn thing, so we might as well talk about it. So on this podcast, each episode, I'm going to have someone on talking about their favorite music. And there's only a few conditions. You can't apologize for what you listen to, ever. And you must be brutally honest with me. I want to know everything. I want to explore the songs we grew up on and why we love them, our favorite artists, you know, what we listen to now, why we listen to it now, the ways in which music is important to us. And maybe we'll learn something new about music and our friends and ourselves along the way. Hopefully, you know, we can make this mean something and not just shout out into the void on the internet. And each song mentioned on the podcast will also be compiled into a huge playlist on Spotify for people to listen to. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I really love music, and I could talk about Billy Joel all day. But I believe music really is one of the easiest ways to bring people together. And it's time I start putting that belief into practice. Again, thanks so much for listening to this introduction. My name's Abby, and this is Name 5 Albums. If you're interested in being in the show, shoot me an email at the link below. Good evening again, and I'll talk to you next time. The world.